Season three of the Craft Your Own Coffee podcast is sponsored by the one and only Baratza. If you've listened to pretty much any episode of this podcast, you know how important a burr grinder is to your coffee craft. And you've probably also heard me share my affinity, or obsession, for my own Baratza Encore burr grinder. Guys, Baratza is the real deal. They've been around since 1999, helping people like you and me raise our coffee games at home. Plus, they have an incredible reputation throughout the specialty coffee industry. Now, I have the Encore, but they have a bunch of other options to choose from, depending on where you're at in your coffee journey. Their customer support is gold. They've got tons of resources available to help the home coffee lover, and they'll stick with you for troubleshooting and repairs as long as you have the grinder. They're all about sustainability, so all of their grinder parts are repairable to ensure that you and I can easily fix whatever might break or wear out over time. So check them out at baratza.com, B-A-R-A-T-Z-A.com. And thank you so much, Baratza, for sponsoring some goodies for the community of home coffee enthusiasts this season. Hey, coffee people, Joel here. Hey, this is episode three of the third season of the Craft Your Own Coffee podcast. Today we're talking about espresso machines. If you are here last week, we talked about essential espresso equipment, which included you need a machine, of course, but we also talked about things like you need a burr grinder, you need hot water, you need a tamper, you need a porta filter, you need several things um, to be able to do this. Uh, so today we're going to go deep on the the machine aspect of things. And just as a reminder, we've been saying this all season, but Uh, If you're new to this, so espresso, remember, is not a bean, it's not a type of roast, it's actually a drink. And it's a drink that's made by forcing high pressure and steam and water through a tightly packed bed of finely ground coffee. Uh, And that's what produces this amazing, thick, creamy, um, lovely drink called espresso. And espresso can be used as a base for all kinds of awesome, exciting drinks like cappuccinos and macchiatos and flat whites and lattes and mochas and all kinds of great stuff uh with an espresso it all comes back to espresso as the core so before we jump into um sort of a little bit of a review of what's out there from a espresso machine standpoint i just want to give a couple disclaimers number one this is not going to be comprehensive and um because it's not going to be comprehensive, because there's so many options to choose from out there i'm actually going to ask you guys to write in and i've already done this but i'll do it again uh, when I post this episode, just to let me know what you have. Listen to the episode. If there's something in these categories that I'll share that you're using that I I didn't mention today, I'd love to hear about it just to know and be able to research. I'm always looking for more information. And if I ever you know go a different route or add on to my espresso craft, always looking for what my options are. So number one, disclaimer, this probably won't be super comprehensive, but I'd love your help to fill it out. Number two, um, I'm going to put a bunch of links and resources into the show notes. And so, you know, usually on these podcast episodes, uh, if I if I um, allude to an article or something that I've read, I'll say, hey, I'll put that link in show notes. Just throwing it out there that um, I'm not probably not going to say that this episode. Just know there's going to be a bunch of links and bunch of resources in the show notes. You can go check and go deeper on some of the things that I bring up. Um, and that's it. And so, uh, before we jump in again to the equipment there, I think there's one concept that it's really important for us to get centered on and to understand. And that's the concept of bars of pressure. So just like, uh, we've talked about grams 
is a good metric unit for weight and how we think about a coffee recipe and dosing out coffee 16 to 1. You've heard me share all kinds of times on this podcast. So grams is a good metric of, of unit of uh, measure for weight. Bars is the standard coffee metric unit for pressure. So, um, and this comes from, you know, terms that we've heard. If you think back to your like junior high, high school years, uh, when we talk about atmospheric pressure and learning about the barometer and stuff like that. So one bar of pressure, and this is not even just coffee related. This is just life, this science. Uh, one bar of pressure is equal to the weight of the air at sea level. So that's atmospheric pressure. So like on a normal day at sea level, um, you can call that one bar of pressure. Um, making espresso, high steam pressure is essential, right? So we already talked about that. And pressure can pre- be produced, you know, through manual means or through electronic means. Um, and so most espresso machines that you'll you'll want to use that produce that actually make espresso are going to use anywhere between eight and ten bars of pressure. So that's eight to ten times the the weight of the air, I guess you could say, at sea level. So that's a lot of pressure. Um, and the standard in specialty coffee is actually nine bars. I think you can see a lot on the internet about 15 bars, 18 bars, and so forth. But from what I've read, the standard espresso machine at the high end, the best coffee shops, is nine bars of pressure. So nine times more pressure than normal air pressure. So bars of pressure is a term that actually matters a lot in making espresso. If you don't have eight to ten bars of pressure or more coming down on your coffee grounds, you actually won't be making the best espresso. I don't even know if you'll be making espresso at all, to be perfectly honest, because that's what it takes to make the chemical reaction and process to kind of like split the oils in the coffee and disperse disperse them out and make it that creamy mouthfeel that we talked about before. So, um, so case in point, you know, lots of people uh, use a mocha pot or something like that. Bialetti is one of the big brands um, with that. It's a small metal pot for your stovetop. Um, so mocha pots only put one to two bars of pressure on your coffee. Um, as opposed to the eight to 10 bars that you need to really make espresso. So with a mocha pot, uh, your coffee is going to taste stronger than normal drip coffee for sure. It's, uh, it's like a, what do you call it? Uh, espresso alternative type of a machine, uh, but it's one to two bars of pressure. So put that in context. Your coffee is going to taste stronger, but it's not the same as espresso. Now you can use the mocha pot to make a make a base for drinks like cappuccinos, mochas, and so forth. But technically, you're not making espresso. And you would actually notice a big difference if you had a shot, like a shot glass with something you you created using a mocha pot uh, versus a shot glass of espresso that you created using 8 to 10 bars of pressure. Um, if you don't believe me, just try it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, I think the same could be say, said for the AeroPress. Um, and I know several uh, listeners of this show have have chatted in and said that that's kind of their preferred method is an AeroPress with some sort of attachment to steam milk, um, which is really cool. But that's also these are kind of um, inexpensive espresso alternatives, espresso machine alternatives. So I'm uh, not saying it's bad by any means. Don't hear me say that. Again, I think if you like the coffee that's being made, then it's really good. It's good coffee to you. But I just wanted to distinguish the difference between mocha pot AeroPress, uh, and some of these methods that I know a lot of people use, and what I'm about to talk, which is espresso machines. And it's all, it all comes back to bars of pressure. That's an important term. All right, so let's do a little review of your options if you're considering investing in an espresso machine or, or you're considering upgrading what you've got at home. 
So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort this not by price, but by the kind of machine or type of machine. So we're gonna talk about three different categories of machines. One is just automatic. One is manual or lever machines. And the last one I'll just call electronic. I don't know if that's the right term, but uh, we'll talk about automatic first. So automatic, think Keurig. Keurigs, uh, we've talked about this in season one. Um, there are a lot of pros to something like a Keurig. For someone that's um, that doesn't want a lot of coffee every day, um, that wants it really easy and really fast, just push a button, you're done. Um, you've got that option with espresso as well. And there's a term, there's a brand that we're all familiar with called Nespresso. I think George Clooney was a spokesman for them for a while or something like that. Anyways, they're everywhere. You, we all know them. Um, Nespresso, Lavazza has an option that's kind of a competitor as well. But these are the thing, these are the espresso machines that are all about convenience, speed of the actual machine, the prep time it takes. It's literally just a capsule you pop in. Uh, it eliminates human error. You get lots of consistency. Um, the downside obviously is just like a Keurig, you're not using freshly ground coffee and you can't adjust any settings. So you really won't ever achieve the best flavor potential as an espresso, but it's really good. I mean, I was even looking at reviews, getting ready for this, this talk. And, um, there's really not a comparison between like the quality of a Keurig brewed coffee and the quality of an espresso capsule or pod. Like you can have a really good drink using an espresso, um, and so I think if if your highest value is convenience and uh, having espresso available in your house, and it's also pretty inexpensive, um, then that's 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 your jam. That can be really great for you and for your family. Um, okay, so we're talking like 150 to 200 dollars for Nespresso, espresso type machines, Lavazza, and so forth. All right, so let's move on to manual or lever machines. So when I say manual or lever, I'm talking specifically about the manual or lever process to generate steam pressure. Um, so think of like, um, just think, picture a lever. I mean, picture something that you're just put forcing down towards the, towards the floor that forces steam pressure through. And then the machine helps you do the rest as far as generating the right amount of bars of pressure. So you get a lot of control. Uh, these machines can achieve six to nine bars of pressure, so it gets you in that range. They're generally inexpensive, although some you can find for real for a ton of money. Um, there's lots of work uh, required, some setup time, definitely, obviously, opportunity for human error. But if that's what you want, is a little more control. Uh, which for me personally, I'll share my own thoughts. That's what I that's what I look for is just like the chance to, you know, put some art into it and not just push a button. Um, manual or lever machines are going to give you that. And actually, uh, on next week's episode, I'm talking to my friend Justin Winter. We've heard from him on this show before. He is an at-home manual espresso guy, and uh, he's an expert in, in this craft. And so I'm excited to learn from him. I've never had a manual espresso machine, but he's got, it. He's got a, a couple. So we'll learn kind of how he does it. But there's a couple uh, to choose from. Again, tons more than I'm about to list, but on the low end, you've got something called a Flare Espresso Maker, which gets really good reviews from coffee people and um, just, you know, average Joes alike. Those are like $150 to $200. Um, there's something called a Robot from Cafe Lot, C-A-F-E-L-A-T. It's about $400. Um, it's beautiful. Um, it's, uh, I think it's Italian company. Um, again, I'm not going to say check the link, but just know that there's going to be links to all this stuff. 
Um, and then you've got this company called La Pavoni, which I might be saying that wrong, but they are, um, I think they're an Italian company as well. And their machines are like, man, you'd see them in, in very high-end hotel uh, lobbies and like the fancy places. They're, they're absolutely gorgeous. And you're going to find those machines for over $1,000. They're still manual. I think there's some attraction to, you know, the manual process where you're not just plugging something into the wall and pushing a button. Um, but there's a little more work required. And they, they look absolutely gorgeous. So manual or lever machines. The other thing about lever machines is you can control the rate of pressure as well. So um, and and in a few weeks, we're going to talk to um, a really special guest, the co-founder of Decent Espresso, which is a machine that I have at my house. It's a company that's been around for a couple of years, really innovative. And, um, you know, John is going to let us know kind of his affinity for lever machines as well and how that sort of inspired his creation with the Decent Espresso. But with levers, you can feel the need to slow down or speed up the plunge or the press of the lever um, and actually adjust that way, which is really unique. And it actually gives you maybe even more control than the um, sort of the cafe espresso machines. So anyways, that's all for manual or lever machines. The, the last category, I'll just call it electronic machines. And just think of these as like the, the scaled down versions of the really high-end machines that you would see at specialty coffee shops and even Starbucks uh, or like the kind of second wave chain, chain coffee shops. Um, so like the, the at-home version of those types of machines. Um, these are things that include a steam wand for milk drinks. So you'll have the actual ability to steam milk attached to the machine itself, which definitely enables more customization. It costs more, but, um, if you can steam milk and pull an espresso shot in the same machine, then you're like set. You could do, I mean, you can make a hundred different things just with that one machine. So, uh, there's lots of work, uh, involved and maintenance of the machine, of course, but just prep time and opportunity for making mistakes and human error. Um, however, you get tons of control over key variables. Um, it's definitely the most expensive option, or you could spend the most on this option. Um, and, and the good news is there's lots of options depending on your budget. So I'll go like low tier, mid tier, upper tier from a price standpoint. Some of the ones that you'll want to look at on the lower, lower end of the price range, which low end for these machines to get a, to get a good one that's going to actually uh, put enough pressure on the puck of coffee is going to be over $1,000. So just brace yourselves. Uh, so Breville and Nuova Simonelli, I would put um, on your radar on the lower price range for espresso machines. Those are two really good brands. Again, there's tons out there. Um, let me know what you guys like if you're in this range. But um, $1,200 plus, that's a good place to start. I, I like Breville. I've got their drip coffee machine, and they've got tons of quality. Nuova Simonelli has a really good strong brand name and reputation for quality. So. Those are, you can't go wrong starting there. Middle of the road, um, there's not much in the middle of the road. And I'll be honest, that's part of why I'm, I, I got um, uh, John Buckman at, at Decent Espresso on an interview because um, they have sort of carved out the niche of the middle of the road price range. And they're also doing some amazing things with technology so that you can actually in real time see the pressure that's on your puck of coffee while the shot's going on it's it's really amazing uh, i'll do a deeper dive probably put some videos up on my instagram account for you to see how it works um but and john will 
John will illuminate more about this in a couple weeks, but decent espressos right now are retailing for about $2,800. Um, and you can go to their website and check them all out. They've got, um, they're really, really incredible. Um, and that's middle, I'd call that middle of the road, just from a price standpoint. Now I would say like the quality there is really high. Um, so it's probably a steal of a deal. Um, but it's also almost $3,000. So you have to weigh, weigh what you want. And then on the, on the upper range, um, La Marzocco is sort of the gold standard and they have a machine called the Linea Mini. I've talked about this before. Uh, it's $5,500 plus, and then there's going to, you could even go up from there. Um, and that's going to be like, you know, picture your, the, the best specialty coffee shop you've ever been to the fanciest espresso machine, and just shrink that down to something that's at home size for your countertop, but still the same quality and guts. Um, that's, that's what we're talking about here. So if you really want to go big, that's how you go big. Um, now there's a lot in between that to just know and do your research on. Um, and I'm not going to go that deep here, but I will link you to all of the things that I just mentioned and let you guys kind of explore and give me some feedback. Let me know what you guys like, what you prefer, uh, what your questions are. I can always reach out and get some answers um, and that will kind of help guide and direct us to making good investments in our espresso games at home. But uh, the reality is, guys, I just I hope that um, if you are if you really like a good espresso and um, you're going to and this I'm, I'm going to be careful to say this because I am a huge specialty coffee shop fan. I love it. I mean, I'm, I spend a lot of money at specialty coffee shops and I, I want to go there because I like the experience and I like supporting the industry. But if you don't want to do that every single day, if you don't want to go to your favorite coffee shop every day and throw down five or six dollars for an amazing cappuccino, you can learn the skills to do that at home and offset some of your costs. I know there's a big investment on equipment, uh, depending on what you what option you go with, but um, you can actually have a budget savings by learning to do this as well, if that's of of importance to you. And there's just pride, you know, the pride of being able to do it yourself and try to replicate the amazing experiences that you've had in coffee shops that you love. So that is all for today, my friends. Next week, I'm excited to go. We're going to go deep on the manual lever machine option with Justin. And he's going to let us know how what he has at home, how he uses it, what his process is, and some tips for all of us to go deeper. So have a great week, you guys. Um, I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Bye.